Attention feminists! Murder Most Irish merchandise available now from teespring.com. Plain, boring old tea's getting you down? Hey, buddy, does your huddy scream fuddy-duddy? Spruce up your wardrobe with brand new and improved MMI apparel exclusively from teespring.com. Don't be a mug? Buy one of ours. Like to steal things? Conceal your identity at the local shop and go with a kooky face mask. Be the swingingest crazy bag lady on the block with our organic totes. Murder Most Irish merchandise at teespring.com for all your murder feminist needs. Teespring.com is a third-party company. All stock manufacturing, purchases and refunds are handled exclusively by them. Any queries should be directed to www.teespring.com. Tonight. You're getting your final vaccination tomorrow. I am getting my final vaccination tomorrow. Woohoo! Can eat inside a restaurant at some yeah. point. And wear a mask. Um, so I'm excited about getting my final vaccination. And I actually, the Aviva, the place where they do it in the Aviva, it's really nice. Like, they're so nice. And I got to see a football pitch. Where did they do it in the Aviva? Uh, so, well, well, like, I had to walk around and I could look down onto the football pitch. And there was a bar. So I walked around by the bar and then there's like a room. Yeah. And they just, they've broken it all up into. They vaccinate either. That's cool. Mm. But I was like, oh, look at that football pitch. Mm. Welcome to this week's episode of Murder Most Irish. Oh, gosh. What number episode is this? I think it's 56. What? I think it's 56. Alone. I do this every week. Every week, actually, Colin just put a compilation together of me <laughs> going, what episode is this? Yeah, 55 is last week, so this is 56. Mm. Five, six, baby. Anyway, what you been up to? Uh, work. Hope. When did I see you last? We saw you on Sunday. That's too long. Did we record on Sunday? Or yeah. Monday? Sunday. Sunday. What day is it? I made Thursday. you dinner. You did, and it was beautiful, and it was lovely, and I enjoyed it very much. That episode is hard. Yeah, I just listened to it, and I put it up, and then did listen to it again. Did you cry listening to it a second time? Not cry, but I'm getting my period, so I'm very emotional. I didn't cry a second time. Graham this cried. the first time I was mortified, so I lost a second Graham time. Graham cried because he was thinking... Just get through this, get through this, and then cut out. Graham cried because he was thinking about that lady when we... Oh, yeah, in yeah, the, yeah, In the hospital that we were in. Um... But yeah, thanks. I've gotten actually a lot of I've gotten of messages. so many messages. So thank you to everybody to send them in. And I've replied. To, I still have a few to reply to, but I'm replying. I'm getting through them. I've gotten so many messages about people that like them. went through some terrible things. Oh, awful shit. Mm. Like horrible, horrible shit. That they just, people are just kind of told not to talk about for some reason. Like it's meant to be not be spoken about because you had a baby. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? It's bullshit. But yeah, I'm getting through the messages and thank you to everybody that sent them. And I hope you're all okay and healing and looking after each other, yourselves and each other because oh fuck man that's tough shit it is tough shit I had some tough shit like um, but yeah that's probably the only housekeeping I have is like thanks to everybody that's joining the Patreon we really appreciate it do we get um, people join the Patreon? Yeah, we've had a little group, group a little influx. Uh, people are being Aww, very Oh, thank you very much. So, uh, this is uh, this is a housekeeping. Housekeeping. Yeah. Um. So yes, thank you to everybody for your lovely messages and I'm trying to reply. I've got most of them down. I have about 30 to go. But we're powering through. We are powering through. We're powering through. Um, and thank you to everybody for your... I've got, gotten a few emails and stuff as well. So I replied to a couple today but I'll reply to the rest. I will do it. It will happen. Um, yeah, no, people are sending <sighs> wonderful and terrifying and terrible and upset messages. But I'm actually... <coughs> like delighted that Sorry. people are talking about things and you can have an outlet and speak to somebody and you know that kind of mm-hmm. way um, and the lovely Phoebe in Two Fall Prints yes she's working on uh, on, on some merchandise she sent me a request today to ask me uh, we may as well say the merch is going to be based on Bocker yeah, Bailey yeah. oh she messaged you did she got yeah, on tape she messaged me and she was like can you tell me what Bocker Bailey looked like and I sent her a picture of Bocker <laughs> Bailey and she wrote back saying he's quite hot <laughs> And I wrote Phoebe, back. No, I wrote back saying something that I can't say on this podcast for defamation of character. I think I've only seen him that one time when we, I was going to your house. Oh, you, there's pictures of him on the internet. Oh, I just remember that one time that he was in the car with us. Yeah, I was like, whoop the bugger! Yuppa. Yuppa. Um, and That's the thing I learned last week. Graham's listening to that podcast now. Um, I had never, What's that podcast called? 
Hold on, I'll tell you now. Darren Conway's podcast. It's very funny. It's him. It's number one in Ireland. Yeah, I figured it would be. He's got like really good ads and stuff already. Do you know what Graham said to me? Darren. What's his name? Darren Conway. Conway. Graham said to me he was listening to it today and he said that that podcast is just like you and you and Emma. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Uh, except you guys have a story in your podcast. Yeah, they just kind of ramble, but it's hilarious. Has he changed the name to Talking Bollocks? No, he hasn't, sorry. Where is he? Talking Bollocks is the other one. Yeah, that's not his. Talking Bollocks. I can't find his, I can't find him now. Oh, man. Anyway, it's very, very good. It's him and that uh, that gentleman that he works with Um, on his Instagram. And they're fucking hilarious. But yeah, I had never... I didn't understand now that it's the the yuppa is the... Yuppa. Is the how you speak to people. Yuppa. Didn't know that. No one knew. No one now. Darren Conway podcast. I'm actually going to get the name of it because I think it's really not on the name for it. Stallish with Darren and Joe. That's Stallish. Stallish, yeah. Um, I don't know how many episodes are two or three, I think. My nose uh, is refinitry. And same, my allergies are at me all day. But uh, it's very funny and he tells a story about getting mugged and it's the fucking funniest thing I've ever heard. It is very funny. Um, it's gas. It's a very funny podcast. I like it. I do. I like it. Um, have you anything else? Any other news? Uh, I don't have any other news. Mm-hmm. I have like just been mental busy. I say this every week. Just been so busy at work, <laughs> but I actually have been so. Oh yeah. Um, Phoebe was like, um, and what did you used to look like? So then I sent her a picture of me as like little mini goth Sarah. Little mini goth Sarah Jane. Mm, I was like, yeah, this is me. This is me. This is me. <laughs> do you know what's funny? But when you look back on pictures of yourself and you think about how much you hated yourself at that time oh yeah and when you look back you're like I was gorgeous no, I, still hate <laughs> I don't have any pictures of me when I was younger I was going to say something else to you I have no other news nothing's happening no nobody's doing anything no. Everybody's... and we should be but we're not but we will oh, a diet, you but said we'll. Inside Dining's opened yes Inside Dining is opened you can go and get some food in, in inside if you've got a vac- how do you prove you've got vaccinated you have to have the passport cert? The, the search or the passport can on you phone. use the thing on your phone yeah so once yeah. you have the thing on your phone you can, uh, you can so do it so I can go it. sit in a restaurant by myself at present pretty, pretty much and you the only to- person I want to go for a meal with is your Graham yeah so Graham because Graham goes vaccinated today on tomorrow I think it's two weeks no, after Graham said you get it in three days that's what they said to him in the vaccination no but you're not center. I don't think you're fully you're fully uh What's the term? Immune. Immune for two weeks. I don't know if that affects being able to eat inside, but I don't think they'll let you eat inside until you're immune. Do you know what? I, and I want, like people, I'm sure people are like, shut up, Sarah. Go on. But the people who are serving you don't have to be vaccinated. I know. Oh, that's fucked up as well. Isn't that a whole... The whole... Listen, I don't know what's happening. There's so many pubs I know that have been like, we're actually not going to open. Yeah. Like, we're just so going to have gonna to do outside. Yeah, we're just going to do outside, whatever. That guy's on the radio. I remember he was like, we're just going to do outside. Continue to do outside because people will be mad at us. Which I get. Like, it's hard for them as well. Like, they have to say to people and regulars that come in, sorry, you can't come in. Like, sorry, you can't come in. Sorry, not today, all right? Sorry, not today. Sorry, Bode, listen. Here, listen. Bode, listen. Listen, have you got your COVID I'm vaccine? I'm not in charge of this. I'm not in charge of this. Have you got your COVID yeah. vaccine? <laughs> I only left it at home. I mean, my has it in her wallet. That's what it's going to be. It's yeah. going to be like, my phone's dead. No, I'm uh, the thing. You know me. You oh, know man. me. We were in the vaccination centre together. <laughs> it's, uh, I am very excited about being vaccinated. I love being vaccinated. <laughs> I'm just very excited about On it. On an hourly basis and work, <laughs> I say to everybody. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. I need everybody to stop for a minute. Do you just know? I'm fully vaccinated now. Fully vaccinated. So, um, none of these rules apply to me. Vaxed and waxed. Uh, vaxed and waxed. There's a girl podcast I listen to called The Read and the girl on it, the Crystal, she always says, are you showing me your breasts right no, I'm now? just, just like <laughs> What is this? One boob. Can I take a picture of your one boob? I won't put no. it on here. Ah, go on. I promise <laughs> I won't put it up on here. Thanks. That's bizarre. You've looking. got very milky breasts, uh, milky coloured breasts. Yeah, when I show you, I'll push the other one up like too. A, like a, a maiden. I if I have the right oh Jesus, <laughs> I might have a nip slip. <laughs> if I have the right outfit on. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Jeez, I can't get them up together anymore. What is happening? I used to be able to get them up together. <laughs> there, that's a nice little Irish crack look you got yeah, going on like, there. I just oh Jesus, they're so heavy. How heavy are your boobs? They're not that heavy. My boobs. Like, they feel very heavy when I get my period. I feel like they're like 10 stone when I get my period. But like, other than that, they don't feel so heavy. That's me slapping Sarah's boobs. (laughs) (laughs) And tell me about waxed and vaxxed. Waxed and vaxxed. She was was talking about getting vaxxed last week. She was like, I'm going to be fully waxed and fully vaxxed. Waxed and vaxxed. I won't be waxed, but I will be vaxxed. I want to try sugar, sugar... Thing. Do you? Sugaring. Sugaring. 
about sex. About sexting. Apparently it's less painful than waxing. That's what people say about everything. I think they do. And people then they're funny lying. People say loads of things about ripping the hair out yeah. of your body. And then they're like, but here's the thing. You're ripping hair out of your body. You're ripping hair out of your body. Yeah. And I'm I'm I don't even might want to go to say your hair is like thick and coarse. Oh, mine is. Like I know. Like, you're a black hair on I your head. I always think about my armpits. I think if I had to wax wax my armpits, I'd die. I wax my armpits and I don't feel anything. But like mm. this is like four is weeks. Is that because you've had like laser and stuff though? Uh, even before I had laser, I don't really. It doesn't really hurt oh, me. Man, I feel like but I have worse. like um, my hair on my under my arms is quite fine. The hair on the rest of my body, is my arms are like my of coarse hair on my arms or on my under my arms. My legs are really coarse. Do you make the sugar yourself? How do you do it? You get third um, degree burns. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm fearing. Oh my gosh! I don't know if anybody heard about this. This is a true crime podcast, so let's talk about it. You are obsessed with your tits tonight. <laughs> Oh, she's rubbing her tits in front of me. That woman in England who found out that her husband had been molesting her children and she boiled water with sugar in it and threw it on him and killed him. I, I, I did. So the first, the first half of that story. Yeah. It's not something I heard in that story. No. The she, only. Yeah, that she did that. Yes. No, her, her daughter and her son came to her when they were older and were like, dad molested us. And she fucking killed him. Yeah, he died. He died. he died of like, uh, like free her, free her, free her. Fourth degree burns. Yeah. Or, uh, free her. I don't think fourth degree burns. Wrong. She did not wrong. Um, she boiled sugar and water and threw it over him, threw and then him. walked to the neighbors like a badass. Actually, wait, no, I don't think that's true. I don't think she did anything. No, I, I think he it. called. I hope she made a cup for help. Sat, sat down. Uh, and dipped her biscuit in the sugar and ate it. That's what I would have done. Um, but yeah, that's a fucked up story, man. Because I think, yeah, a lot of people had said that they had heard this woman had thrown sugar. And I was like, yeah, because he had been molesting her children. Their children, not her children, their children. Um, Which is fucked up. Yeah, look, they're like, cruel wife killed sleeping husband pouring boiling water and sugar on him. She's 59 years old and he was 81 years old. He his was name 81? Was, yeah, his name was Michael Baines and her name is Karina Smith. And he had 39% burns to his body and that's what apparently with the sugar is it like goes really deep into your dermis yeah 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 and that's why it's why so it's bad so but also though. like it's incredibly difficult to heal so I'd say would it, I think he died like three weeks later um from infection yeah. which is normal I think he was in a coma don't they put you into an induced coma Probably, if you're yeah, like so... quite uh, badly boiled badly burnt um he died of his injuries just over a month later. Days before the attack, Smith from Neston in Cheshire, Cheshire was angry and upset about a rumor, rumor circulating about her husband, police said. The next day, on July 14th last year, she returned home, filled a bucket from her garden with boiling water and three kilograms of sugar. As her husband lay asleep in bed, she poured the mixture over his arms and torso and then left the house. She went to a neighbour's house and told him, I've hurt him really bad. I think I've killed him. He called the police and the paramedics who found Michael whimpering in excruciating pain on the bed. Uh, he was taken to hospital in serious condition and remained on a burns unit for two weeks. He continued to receive treatment for his injuries, but sadly died on August 18th. Oh. Smith of... Oh, here, sorry. Smith of Highfield Road, Neston, was initially charged with grievous bodily harm, but was charged with murder shortly after the death of her husband. I never would have thought of boiling water and putting sugar into it. Like... Did she Google this? She must have. She must have Googled what's a horrible way for someone to die. Because I never would have thought of that. Because initially I was like, why did she put sugar in the water? And then I was like, oh, okay. It's really odd that none of the newspaper reports are citing that. It was in one that I read. Uh... They're just saying that rumour circulated that she believed to be true. Is it because he wasn't convicted of it? Not sure. Sorry, I've got a call from work. Go for it. A few moments later. Uh, so you have no other news for me? No other... I don't think I have any news. Um, Ten confirmed. Someone said something mean to me about my body and work. And I am currently in the process of boiling some water. <laughs> I might be buying some sugar, but it's fully uh, unrelated to the water. Yeah, someone said, mentioned um, my way. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to do anything about it? Yeah, of course I am. Good. Okay, that's the most important thing because he's um, lucky he's walking at this point. Like, I don't understand. 
I would never in a million years in my job met mention anybody's body it just would not come into my brain to speak about somebody's oh, but the other, body the, the thing I don't right because I, I think I, I probably can't live by that statement because the conversation that was happening between me and someone else was they were talking about someone yeah. that works with us and yeah. saying do you know that they used to be a, like very they used to be two times the size that they are and I was like oh I didn't know that and they were like yeah apparently they lost quite a bit of weight, weight compared to when they started now. Yeah. And I said, well, that person has a severe food allergy. Oh. So I wonder... Is that And that's what we were in the conversation. I was like, so I wonder if, like, their food allergy developed. Like, I mean, a severe... They have a severe food allergy. They could die if they really? eat a certain thing. They can't eat, like... Uh, it's a shellfish allergy and an egg allergy. But, like... They, oh, that's shit. Yeah, they can't have shellfish. And they shellfish can't have... Shellfish fine, but eggs. But they can't be in, like the vicinity of shellfish like they can't like like they couldn't go to a restaurant and order a burger no like somebody's if someone fish. was cooking shellfish in like the oil yeah no fuck yeah so like anyway that's how, and then this other person turned around and was like so do you trying to say that Sarah Jane's gonna lose it all the weight kind of thing and I was like just turn around shut your mouth Sarah like why would you ever feel the need to say that about anybody not even like why would you turn like what I just uh, what like okay the I fact was, like, that it, he thought it whatever a cunt the fact that the, the thought then left his brain and, and went out through his mouth. Yeah, I was just like... Ha, has he ever interacted with women before? Is that what's wrong with him? I like, does he not understand? But it's not even... Like, there's, there, there are men that that would hurt. Of course. It would hurt anybody. I was like, why would you... Like, I just don't... Like, and here, the other thing is, like, not that I'm, like, not bothered or it doesn't upset me or any of that thing that people say. Um, it was just, like, the whole thing, I was like... I am like I couldn't care I couldn't give two fiddlers fucks about your opinion yeah. on my body yeah I know yeah at all but it's sometimes um, that's but it was just like about. no it's and that's like, that yeah. for me it wasn't like about that yeah. he was talking about me it was like just shut your mouth um, honestly fuck him this tattoo is beautiful I feel beautifully isn't it beautiful she's beautiful every time I she's beautiful every tattoo. time I take a picture I just try to get this tattoo in it like this like <laughs> you're a selfie and you're a uh, because it is stunning. Keelan did a beautiful job. I was watching the bit from uh, what is the name of that movie? Uh, Death Becomes Her. Death Becomes Her, where um, Isabella Rossellini. She's so beautiful. Has this like thing on, you yeah, know, that yeah, like yeah. beaded top. Yeah, and she's like, uh, so yeah, like take this, and then she's like, but a word of warning, and Meryl Streep is like, a word of warning now. <laughs> I just drink it. I always find I whenever I see ladies with uh, those perfect boobs, where when they if they don't have a bra on or a top on and they bend down to pick up something, their boobs don't hit their knees. Do you know when you bend? Down, you, uh, your boobs kind of dangle down like that. But their <laughs> oh, boobs, they like yeah, They go like, but their boobs. They're just. Like, and they're glued under. They're just there. No, but ladies that have the just their boobs. Well, my, like I will. I would love to get like a tattoo on my thing, my t- like tummy, like under here tattooed. But my boobs come down. There's no point. Yeah. No one's going to see. Isabella Rossellini does not have those types of boobs. But what kind of boobs? She has just? boobs like me and you. She got them. She got so them. So she has, you know, when you see those, uh, my thing actually isn't when you look at them from the front. My thing is, you know, people who have from the side and you can see they're like, there's yeah. my boobs resting yeah. on my yeah, belly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so Isabella Rossellini has the exact same shape boobs as me and you. Yes. They point down, and, and that's one of the reasons why in that scene, she's beautiful. She's stunning. But in that scene, she wears these, like, big gold draped beads over her breasts. I love that scene. I love that scene so much. Do you know what I love most about that scene? Go. And I said it last night, and Graham was like, there's something wrong with you, because that's not the best thing in the scene. What? But it's hilarious. The outfit that the man is wearing. Yes. <laughs> it's like, what? Yes. I forgot about him. He's wearing, like, a Mr. Motivator <laughs> leotard <laughs> and a pair of high white, like, socks. That's movie is so good if they ever try to remake that movie do you know what Graham says about unless this movie? they put Meryl Streep back in that movie yeah. they need to stop do you know, and Goldie and Goldie do you know what Graham says about that movie and what? it's so true what? Graham said to me last night when we were watching that scene he was like oh we should watch I love this movie we should watch it and he was like do you know what's great about this movie and I was like what and he was like it's the only movie where Bruce Willis doesn't act like Bruce Willis yes he's, he's like, like a bumbling idiot yeah he was like Bruce Willis is like actually not Bruce Willis he's like in this a movie. doctor and yeah and he's, he's not like Bruce yeah. Willis um, apparently yeah. he's an anti-vaxxer and anti-masker I can't mention that wouldn't shock me he's a fucking bald head for film <sighs> please wear a mask um, Jim made I'm me losing, soda bread and work today this oh. week oh he, he, Jim brought me down vegetable roll 
Yum. What's vegetable roll? Oh, yeah. No, like, actually, him and Tiernan were going on about it in work, and I was like, just bring it down. What is it? They said it was going to change my life. Did but it? I'll tell you what it was. What was it? It's a fucking Granby burger. Oh, like Ballier. Well, so a vegetable roll is a beef... Pa- Why are they calling it vegetable roll? Emma, Emma. It is a beef, like, sausage thing that they cut into, like, patties. Right. And it has a vegetable in it. <laughs> What vegetable? Yeah. Uno vegetable. Turn, I said to Tiernan, what vegetables in this? And Tiernan said, oh, I couldn't tell you. I no idea. I love the North. Yeah, they so... Just say things. Yeah, he was like, vegetable roll, change your life. Right, brought me down vegetable roll and steak sausages. The vegetable roll was actually just like a Granby burger. And you know how much I love a Granby burger. You love burger. a Granby burger. I've never had a Granby burger. So for my... I need to experience a Granby burger. You've never had a Granby burger? I've never burger? had a... You talk, Graham talking about them all the time, but then I look, look at them in the shop and I'm like, that's pink. Yes, they are pink. And you shouldn't you shouldn't eat them as a burger. Full stop. You should eat them. <laughs> Just don't eat them. Grab me! You should. Imagine if I woke up tomorrow and I walked into work and there was a full box of Grampy burgers. burgers and I'd fucking and skip. No, no you wouldn't! You give them to me. I'd take a picture of me fucking it and skip. <laughs> That's what I do. So Grammy Burger No, what was I saying? <coughs> they brought you the steak sausages yeah, and the Yeah, right. So the Grammy, the thing about Grammy burger is you don't eat it like a burger. How do you eat it? So like you eat it like it's meat on a plate. Oh, like what potatoes and yeah. Like so like you should stuff. eat the way you should eat a Grammy burger. No other way is two Grammy burgers because they're very thin, cooked on a frying pan, right? Preferably, but you can do them in the oven. But I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. Uh, chips coleslaw onion okay actually this sounds fucking beautiful and then you're like fuck it and it is honestly one of the best things ever with a, a vegetable roll what I did was a potato rosti okay with parmesan cheese salt pepper yeah nothing else cooked in butter delish Ke- uh, Tiernan and Jim told me that I had to cook the vegetable roll with butter oh, you could, but okay. I don't think it made any difference and ke- and um Jim told me that I would have to pour off all of the oil off the burgers. And was it nice? It was really nice, but it was like a Granby burger. But I made potato rosties, a fried egg, a Ooh. dippy fried egg. Eggs are making me uh, ill at the moment. Oh, you're pregnant. Is it the, is it the fucking immaculate? <laughs> yes. No. Um, he has risen from the dead and he is Lord. Uh, eggs, whenever I look at eggs, uh, they're making me vomit uncomfortable oh. but I do this thing with chicken sometimes like I can't uh, you know when you're Graham making chicken wings chicken. if I'm making chicken wings uh, and you're making the sauce and putting it I can't I just can't do, I can't mix it I can't do it because in my brain is like that's dead meat that's dead bird that's dead bird. I don't know what but eggs now at the moment when I crack an egg open I'm like Ooh. Um, which is ruining my life because I love French toast so anyway uh, back to my food yeah so I had a vegetable roll and steak sausage a potato rosti a fried egg and a dippy, a dippy fried egg um, and it was delicioso delicioso oh, and then uh, Jim made me soda bread himself and he I made f- fruit soda bread and uh, a savoury soda bread and he- I fucking love fruit soda bread and I haven't had it in years oh I should have brought you some I lo- my granny used to make fruit soda bread my granny used well to actually make- I probably shouldn't because the next thing I want to tell you about the fruit soda bread you're probably like do you know what I'm not going to eat that so <laughs> me and him were like he was like I'm starving he came he, first he gave me the soda bread right then he went off and did whatever he was doing and then about two hours later he came back into my office and he was like here um, I'm starving and I was like are you telling me that you want some of that soda bread that you brought me and he was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, Grant, come on, we go downstairs. And he was like, do you have butter? And I was like, do you know what? I do. <laughs> of course. You said yeah. You open the drawer. So open the drawer and it glows gold. <laughs> um, anyway, I was like, I do. Anyway, we went downstairs. We start cutting soda bread. We start eating it. And then Jim's eating his piece and he pulls out his beard hair. <laughs> and he pulled out a hair. You absolutely scumbag. And I said to him, he went to me, well, that's not my head. Jim is bald. And I was like, yeah, no shit Sherlock and he was like uh, and I was like sure listen it's too late I'm two, I'm two pieces into in it now. I'm two pieces in and I literally was like Craig now couldn't he have been more conspicuous about as if that was me I just thought <laughs> no on the ground. he's like me we're not the conspicuous type I went to him I Grand want, I still want to eat it I was like Grand yeah I'm eating your hair and then we went <laughs> Craig. To, I was like, Granny, yeah, I mean your hair. And then we went upstairs. James, James, the guy that works was, was with us. We went upstairs and I put the some of it in the office. I was like, Jim made this bread. His hair may or may not be in. <laughs> I don't know. Lucky dip. Yeah, but if you want some, help yourself. 
I still want to try it. My nanny used to make currant bread, which was just soda bread with currants in it. Yeah, that's what that that is. What Do they made. put anything else in it? Because sometimes my no, he just put currants in it. My my aunt Teresa used to put like uh, and the amount of butter that was in cherries it in it stuff. Oh, so good! I love it so much. Yeah, it's so delicious. It is soda bread. Fucking best. It is the best. Like whenever I go down to my mouth, she makes bread like every day, and I just sit there eating it with butter. Like, oh, I want to go to your mum's just for the bread. Me and yeah, she just makes bread all the time. Um, and she does it so quickly. She's just like bop, 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 in the oven. Is it That's soda bread or is it bread bread? Soda bread that she makes every day. Yeah, she makes soda bread. Yeah. I haven't had it since the last time I was down there. She didn't because she was went round to Chris, so she didn't make any of it. Was I thought you were going to say something. Please give me soda bread, mum. I'm going to say something completely different there. Do you know what I really like about Ashling B? What? She says mammy. Mammy. I'm like, oh, I feel seen. She says mammy. <laughs> you seen. say mammy. Yeah, Your I mom do. says mammy. We say mam. I say mam when I'm with you, but when I go home, I'm you like, say mommy. mammy, mammy, uh, mammy, mammy. Turning mommy. and work says daddy. Daddy. Yeah. Me daddy. daddy. Me daddy. He said, oh, hey, daddy. Me and he'd be like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's because people have weirdly sexualized that word. No, that's not, not why I think. Thing. I just think because you're a grown man. Yeah. I'd be like. But like we would it. My father. <laughs> <laughs> we would have said daddy. Because we're from the country. People in the country say daddy. Yeah. And I, I, no, Jim just says dad. Yeah, like you say but dad. Tiernan is from like the country up north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jim is from Belfast. Belfast. Yeah. Belfast. So I think that's why. Anyway, that I was uh, soda bread half hour. That was soda <laughs> bread half hour. That was me. Oh, People so like the Jim bread. stories. I like Jim. I haven't met mm. Jim and I like Jim. He is one of the best. When am I going to meet Jim? Never good times I'm keeping them to myself That's people fine. were like get him on the podcast I said he'll tell me to fuck no. off he's like, get him on the podcast. notions uh, he if he wants it, no okay. he'd be like you couldn't have him. some of the stuff he says I couldn't have him on uh, we'd have to just keep it for yeah. ourselves yeah. kind of thing yeah, yeah no that's, that's point he is that. a national saint and a, <laughs> a hero a lovable, a hero. A lovable rogue lovable rogue um, what's the train very noisy it's out today it is people are going places yeah. there's a plane in the sky I've started to hear planes and I'm like yeah, and they are more frequent now. Yeah, like because for a good six months I didn't hear there was nothing. I'd hear the old uh, helicopter looking for someone to drop the car. All right, but that's about it. Ballier, Ballier, Ballier. Okay, do you want to tell your story? Yeah, okay. Hi MMI fans, it's me, your friendly neighbourhood Colin and I'm here to tell you about all the amazing content over at www.patreon.com forward slash Irish. It's an absolute treasure trove for fans of Emma and Sarah Jane with hours upon hours of outtakes, exclusive shows and fantastic monthly specials all for the low low price of €6 per month featuring... The fan favourite MMI Drive, the amazing MMI Bite Size, the spectacular MMI Behind the Music, and my very own Maximilian's Mailbag, where we answer all your questions. So what are you waiting for? Join the fun over at www.patreon.com forward slash murder most Irish. This week I'm going to do the story of Penny McAllister. I do know this. Do you? Yes. I've never heard this story. I do know this What one. do you know about this one? I've read it. I've read it. Were you going to do it? No. It's not, just, it's not a long window. No, one. no, I just read about it. I wasn't going to do it. Anyway, I was looking for something light and airy this week, like something. Uh, do you know what I googled, actually? Funny crimes that <laughs> any, any more horse crimes? Ridiculous crimes that have happened more, in Ireland. Uh, if anybody has any more horse crimes that we can do, because, because last week's episode was so heavy. I tend to do episodes where children are dying all the time. Whatever that's about. Anyway, go on. You should fucking take that up with your therapist. <laughs> Penny McAllister. So. Great name. When Lieutenant Duncan McAllister first let... Now I have to say. I I'm, I'm, might have been feeling some things when I wrote this. Okay. I don't blame it. So. When Lieutenant Duncan McAllister first laid eyes on Penny Squire, he thought she was the most beautiful girl he had ever seen. And honestly, she is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, she's strong. Sure enough, Penny was a knockout and looked far older than her 16 years. What age was he? Oh, no, he yeah. was 42, wasn't No, it's not that bad, but it's bad. 75. The age didn't matter that much to 21-year-old Duncan. I don't think that's the right way to say that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but you said it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, what I should have said is, Duncan's, Duncan's a little a, bit paedophilic. Duncan's a dirty fuck. He dated Penny and discovered that they both enjoyed the same outdoor sports. Listen. I'll, and never, that's I'll what, never have that experience. That's what true love is based on. I'll never have that experience. Do you like the things I like? Yes. Okay, let's get married and grow old together until we don't like the things that we like anymore. Yep. 
Penny's dad was an English teacher employed in Lippstadt, Germany, where Duncan was posted with the British Army. It was here the young couple met and soon they were inseparable and spent every spare moment together for a full year. When Duncan was posted back to England in 1983, he and Penny discussed marriage, um, but it was like a touchy subject because Penny's parents rightfully so were like wanted their 17 year old to go to college they planned on university and education for their daughter but consented to the marriage when they realised her mind was made up so she was like I really can't live without him do you want to know why why because she was 17 Emma she was a child Sarah she never fucking clue what was going on so she was like I love him daddy daddy I love him nobody puts baby in the corner (laughs) that's the age difference by the way between those two and that movie that's gross as well I carried a watermelon for you. Um, so yeah, 17 year old Penny talked it over with her parents. They had planned on a university education for their daughter, but consented to the marriage when they realized her mind was made up. For six years, for six years, for six years, for six years, their union was ideal. Duncan, a career army man, earned an engineering degree and was promoted to captain. Everything was coming up roses. I wrote that and then put a picture of Millhouse in. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> everything's coming up Millhouse. <laughs> Everything was coming up Millhouse for the happy couple until June 1989. That's when Duncan was posted to the north of Ireland. Imagine going to Northern Ireland in 1989. Nope. As a British soldier. Not in a million fucking years. Uh, also, up the <laughs> The British Army personnel, a posting there was akin to a stint in purgatory. So apparently, like, they were like, oh, we've no desire to go here. But sure, listen, it's part of the job. You have to do it. They do call... They have a name for uh, Irish Catholics that the British Army used to call them. Oh, really? Oh, you said this before. What did I say it was? Oh, fuck, I can't remember. But I remember you telling me this. I think it was on one of these episodes you told me what it was. Eternal, no. Anyway. Uh, despite his disappointment with the unpopular, unpopular assignment, Duncan decided to make the best of a less unpleasant situation. And as he was quite athletic, he formed a scuba diving club himself. Oh. And he enlisted members um, from the armed forces. So, like, he kind of stayed within his own group. And in spring 1990, when um, there was, like, a young private that joined, and her name was Christy. So her name was Susan Christy, sorry. Right. Right from the first dive, it was obvious that Duncan and Susan were kind of, like, into each other. But it was more obvious that she was like blatantly flirting with him and she kind of like openly did this in front of other people um by early summer um duncan found himself relishing and flirting and beginning to respond in kind shocker during a a diving expedition the two apparently were temporarily alone on the boat while the others explored an old wreck and McAllister made like kind of essentially was like listen you're attracted to me i'm attracted to you but like I ain't leaving my wife. He's like at least he's. Oh, there's nothing good about that. Um, and he warned Christy that having an affair would have to be in secret as it would destroy their careers. He also emphasized that the attraction was purely physical. Oh, and likely to be of short duration. <laughs> he's like I fucking hate you, but listen, I want to have the ride. Yeah. So. But most importantly, he told her that he had no intention of ever leaving Penny, who he apparently loved dearly. The bar is in hell, lads. Now, what I would like to say, Roy, is this is all his own side of the story. He was saying, I told her, Roy, that I just didn't like her. I just was having sex with her. And I never leave my wife. I really loved my wife, Penny. And then she went, okay. Yeah. That happened. That conversation happened. But, lads... There's two versions of what transpired between it's Duncan true. and Susan. And let's review. That was Duncan's version first. Okay. So, and I'll go through it a bit more tame. He claims, although he flattered with Susan's advances, advance, advances, he was fair and square with her. This is his words, by the way. He told her to turn off the charm unless she what? intended to go all the way. <laughs> I know! What the fuck? <laughs> Susan apparently responded favor like this is clearly written by someone that was in the army by the way. Susan responded favorably to the suggestion. She was like, "Okay." And she would be up for a bit of fun. I hate everyone involved in this now. I hate everybody in- involved in the story yeah. except for the lovely Penny. Jesus. She agreed and she agreed not only to a one-night stand but yep. to an ongoing affair. Yep. As an added incentive, she revealed that she was a virgin. 
incentive so he this is all his like he was like oh you know she was down for it and then she was like actually i'm a virgin also like lucky you incentive yes 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 Duncan succumbed and the pair made love. Oh, for fuck's sake, Sarah Jane. Now, here's what I would say. Nothing about what's just being said above <laughs> is love. No. Uh, made love after he was like, I think you're a fucking wretched now, I did right, right? So he said that they made love in the great outdoors beside a romantic lake. And I just wrote, because people are the worst. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> he, men. Anyway, go on. Men. Now, here's... Susan's side of things. I wasn't a fucking virgin. Susan admitted that she was a virgin at the time oh, okay, of their um, first sexual Trist. first sexual encounter, but that was only the only truthful statement in Duncan's version of their liaison. I absolutely believe it. And according to her, this is the only truthful word in his statement at the beginning of their relationship. Okay. She claimed that she desired to retain her virginity, but that Duncan implored and coaxed and pressured her until one day he lured her to his home and seduced her in his own bed. His poor wife. Okay, what the fuck? On the scuba diving expedition, Susan told Duncan she wanted to have sex in a novel manner. (laughs) I hate that's why I have sex all the time. I hate novel matter. Human beings. Like I hate it. Uh, something he and Penny had never done. What does that mean? I'm about to say what that means. So they decided oh to have God. sex underwater. Cause they were both scuba divers. How? I don't know how. And apparently they made love 20 meters under the chilly waters of Ascension While his penis and balls were inside <laughs> his stomach. Yeah. Despite the obvious trails, Duncan began to tire of his new lover. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> oh my god. When I was writing this. What is this shot? Do you know what I was I was trying to go for? I was thinking about all those trashy nail Oh the trappy, yeah, yeah, yeah. That my yeah. mom used to and I was like, I'm gonna write it like that. Tryst. Yeah, because like last week's episode was very difficult. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this is go go so, go keep going. When he inse- when he suggested they call off the affair, Susan apparently went into a rage. How dare he cast her aside after he'd taken her virginity? Motherfucker. She loved him and had no intention of giving him up. Duncan attempted to explain that it had all been great fun, but he loved his wife. Christie's temperament was not ideal for concealment of an illicit affair. Because she was a raging she was, lunatic. She was who was having an affair with an older man and she also had lost her virginity to him. Ah, uh, Duncan, what did you think was gonna happen now? She had a willful streak and liked to be the centre of attention. Oof. She realised that after her passion for McAllister was turning into possessive love that w- wasn't being reciprocated, recipro- reciprocated, he continued to warn her and that he would never leave his wife Penny and that if she ever found out about their affair, he would end it immediately. That autumn, Penny found out that she was pregnant, but she mm. kept the news to herself. So Penny found out she was pregnant and she, she didn't, didn't tell anybody. The same, so this is the same, that story I told you about the making love under yes. the lake so beautiful beautiful so sexual oh my god, oh my god so sexual <laughs> in the cold murky waters like his penis was inside his stomach there is no way in hell in an Asc- ascension island I don't know where that is no idea anyway the diamond club arranged a, t- a trip to ascension island in October 1990 McAllister was becoming more and more determined determined to bring the destructive relationship to a close he was like I'm done with this right. and after the trip he apparently attempted to end the affair but Christy apparently made a usual like big scene and like was like kind of letting everybody know so he kind of let it go but again he decided to have sex with her yep uh, because you know choices Jesus Christ people make choices fucking hell anyway moving on from his shitty choices on November 2nd, McAllister was startled by a phone call from Christy where she was saying she was pregnant. They met, and at this point, he doesn't know his wife is pregnant. <clears throat> they met later to discuss the situation. There were three, op- three options she could have an abortion, she could have the baby and not reveal the father's name, or she could make the affair public. McAllister was pushing for her to have an abortion. Right. Um, and. 
<clears throat> after the operation life would, so after the abortion life would just continue as before according to him yeah but would keep their jobs and no one would ever need to find out so like why wouldn't we do that Christy eventually agreed to have her pregnancy terminated with emotional words about killing the baby so like they got into like a fight and he was, she was like I don't want to kill my baby um on, and then the abortion uh, he was like like you need to have an abortion have like abortion. I don't want to I don't want to have this baby he still doesn't know his wife's pregnant um and then she is taken into hospital and suffers a miscarriage oh so Christy suffers a mix- miscarriage um but there's rumors thinking that maybe Christy wasn't pregnant and there doesn't like that oh, was, was never just saying it to be like I well it was never say. anything that was investigated and right. like no okay. one really knows yeah she also like apparently returned to health like very very quickly okay but like people lose babies and get and, out and go to work yeah like that's the thing yeah yeah um but she was enraged because then she heard that penny was pregnant but penny had a miscarriage oh sarah i know poor this penny is the fucking we're miscarrying every episode. so penny had a miscarriage as well meanwhile McAllister was having the time of his fucking life but apparently he was deeply shocked as he hadn't known that his wife was ever pregnant yeah. and he suddenly realised just how badly he had treated her penny so he's a great guy that, that's what that's what tipped him off to treating her badly yeah. wasn't and it? he re- resolved to find some means of extra like extraditing himself yeah. away from Christy and getting rid of the whole thing yeah didn't just wanted it over so a possible opportunity presented itself in the new year as Christy was like very ambitious and her second dearest wish was to become a commissioned officer okay. so she was like I want to be a commissioned officer now I wrote that because I read it somewhere but it never said what her first dearest wish was have sex 20 feet under the water oh she's done it in a scuba suit in ascension island in ascension island hey do you like being cold so go do you find (laughs) dark murky waters of northern ireland sexy do you like smelly fish i would shit my pants if i was under the water shit my pants i'm terrified of the sea did you see that That fucking shark (laughs) (laughs) i sent it to you did i send it to you no i just saw it on the lot i was like this is terrifying it's so old it's a fucking that's a meg that a sme- a megma. A me- I was going to say smegma. <laughs> a megalodon. <laughs> megalodon. A megalodon. Megalodon. That's like- what he had. <laughs> these uh, this guy had a megalodon. Yeah, I bet, I bet you That's what I'm going to call Graves Penis from now on. <laughs> Graves, megalodon. Megalodon, megalodon. <laughs> Someone make me a t shirt that says megalodon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so a possible opportunity presented themselves because she uh, needed to fulfil her second wish on her list so that was was she leaving like to do that uh, and wanted to become a commission officer but she lacked an O-level pass in mathematics okay so she'd have to go back to Beaconsfield and Buckinghamshire for an intensive <coughs> three course three month course from April to the end of June so he was like this is my age so he was like this I'm like this is the way I get out yeah McAllister was determined to make the break well before April but he continued to see Christy because he's a scumbag uh, until winter turned into spring so he was and like, like did he have when he was saying to people oh but I really love my wife and then was like I was still having sex with this woman even though I, like shut the fuck up Christy begged him not to be rash um, and break off their relationship um, and also began to make overtures towards Penny so oh, she fuck. was like you know I'll tell Penny um and so she, he's now like trying to break it off like, her fuck, 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 now fuck, fuck. penny and christy know each other oh so she's like i'm gonna t- i'm gonna yeah gonna and you have to think about the community of rice so the community of it yeah, is that they're small, all in the army yeah, together an army community, and they're all like, stuck yeah. in the north of ireland so of and these are all the wives and these are all the women and like they know but they had been like quite chummy oh, and dude. had like seen each other from time to time and they would quite like hang out they wouldn't hang out like imagine 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 finding out your husband's having an affair, which is terrible, awful. And then imagine finding out you're like, I have had, like, I've probably drank tea with this woman. I've hung out with her. Yeah. And she knows that I'm married to him and she's having sex with him. Exactly. Trash. So she's now making, like, claims I'm going to tell Penny. I, like, I'm, I, I see her, I hang around with her. So, Penny and Christy organised to meet up and go for a walk. They walked through Dum Cara, uh, and during the second circuit of the forest, at the point which is farthest away from the car park, Christy, who's wearing gloves in the middle of the day, oh, Jesus. in spring, 
tells Penny she needs to tie her shoelace. So can you just keep walking on? So Penny does so. She kind of walks ahead. And with that, Christy takes out a butcher's knife from her pocket of her tracksuit. And simulated an attack that she had seen in her unarmed combat class. Oh, so she'd seen this in like a video or something? Yeah. She jerks Penny's head back with a lift of her left arm and slashes her throat from ear to ear. She pulls the deeply embedded knife towards her right ear and Penny dies almost immediately. Christy then begins stabbing herself lightly in the left thigh and rips her own underwear. Fuck, man. She then heads back to the car park and starts to, like, say that, like... Penny tried to attack her. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. So... Over a man. Yes, she goes back to the car park. No, she doesn't say Penny's trying to attack her. She says a man jumps out of the woods and attacks her. Oh, the two of them together. Yes, and that Penny's dead and these people stop and help her and, like, get her. So, the detectives inform Christy that McAllister had... So... What happens next is he's at the Oreos. He's in the Royal Ulster Constabulary and he's mm-hmm. like at like a day out. Right. And the detectives show up to tell him that there's been a terrible accident. And they start to look for this like... Person that person. she said, yeah. He then goes... So the detectives inform Christy that McAllister told them about the affair. So he then goes to them and says like, hang on, I've been having an affair with this woman. And at first she storms out, blustering, denying everything... But then, with a change of tactics, she insists that McAllister and Penny had an open marriage. So Penny didn't mind about her husband's affair. And she also claimed that Penny had many affairs with both officers and men. And But it didn't take long. Like, the police were like, hang on, right, we're we're like, yeah. So the police were like, that's a lie. A lie. You're lying. Christy then changes her story again, (laughs) saying that her mind was a complete blank about the death of Penny and all she could remember was seeing Penny lying on the ground, spurting blood from the wound in her throat. But she could have not been responsible because she would never do anything like that to Penny. She maintains this position throughout the entire trial at Downpatrick Court and never varies from it. The hearing begins on the Monday, June 1st in 1992 and more than 15 months after Penny's death and nearly two years from the beginning of the affair. When asked to plead, she says she's not guilty of murder but admits to manslaughter. How do you manslaughter by slitting someone's throat from ear to ear? Also, you brought the knife. Like, it'd be different. There's actually And like Penny has like no defensive wounds. Like you- she literally is taken from behind yeah. and like she did it in a way where it was like you're guaranteed you're going to die yeah like if she had stabbed Penny well, I don't even know how you would be manslaughtered but to slit someone's throat from ear to ear that is premeditated you have thought about doing that because if that was a frenzy thing she would like stab her in the back yeah but she's like I'm going to slit her fucking throat mm-hmm. jeez over a dude over, a over dude. some fucking funky dick dude like come on who likes outdoor sports and sex? Have some outdoor respect. Uh, sex outside. Just have sex in a bed. My favorite thing to do, to think about, is if I ever saw someone have sex outside, I'd ring the police immediately. <laughs> I am a snitch for life. <laughs> you would be in jail. I'd be if like, if I ever see two disgusting human beings banging their private parts together <laughs> in a public space, you're going to jail. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> John Creaney, the QC, who led for the crown, said that the Christie's obsessive jealousy drove her to see Penny as an obstacle that must be removed. On June 3rd, McAllister stood in a witness box box and rarely looked near the dock where his mistress sat. Her eyes were full of tears. Were they? She was very sad. Oh, she devastated. She was so sad oh, that the man she had sex in Ascension Lake with... Her number one goal. Did not look at her. <laughs> 20 meters below the surface. Oh my god. Or 24. I don't know. 20 like meters we, I, is way too. I, 20 meters is like, what? <laughs> they didn't have sex at 20 meters. They were passed out. <laughs> no, they like compressed. <laughs> Fully had the bed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that Megalodon would be down there with them. Megalodon was phoning the police. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
in the room. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. And a one and a two and a three. We're back in the room. We're back in the room. The affair was examined in some embarrassing detail by Peter Smith, Christie's lawyer, who referred to the disparity of their military ranks and the possibility that he created expectations in Christie's mind that he had no intention of fulfilling. And that's absolutely what happened. Like, there's no way he was like on a boat and he was like, you know, I find you really attractive and you find me really attractive, but I really love my wife. Would you like to have sex with me? Like, that conversation never happened. Um, Christie's mind that he had no intention of fulfilling. McAllister insisted that he had always made it clear that their relationship was an affair, that it was based on based on mutual physical attraction and little of anything else. Men are so stupid. Men are stupid. Like, no one believes that. Now, pressed relentlessly by Smith, he finally admitted that he did say to Christie that I love you. I love you love are you fucking serious yeah so he was like I did tell her I love her but like I told her that I wasn't ever leaving my wife I just wanted to get a blowjob yeah. under the water under the water see, I want to see how you could have a blowjob under the water I'm how do t- they do I it I guarantee you there is porn of people giving each other blowjobs under the water how? I know there is I don't know I don't know how anyone has sex under water when you be shoving water up your van. yeah that's why sometimes I when I get out of swimming pool I have to stand uh, for a little while to shower legs and just let it come out yeah I'm like, wouldn't it hurt? Like, you'd just be shoving water into your... You know that girl? That girl on the internet with the fat neck. I got a fat... My girl's <laughs> got a fat neck. Yeah, no, you, you don't know. What? She's so funny. She's so funny. She was... Uh, she had a video up today and she was like, yeah, I just got out of, I just got out of bath and I can't get up off this bed and, like, because... Uh, the entire bath just came out my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> but that does happen. Yeah. Here, rub my leg because you okay, love me. Well. Okay. Well, your tone is a fab. Thank you. Uh, so when he was pressed relentlessly, relentlessly he was like yeah I did say I love her the question of Christie's claims to be pregnant and her apparently fortuitous miscarriage resulted in possibly the most incessant and embarrassing cross questioning that McAllister had to endure okay. the three options were uh, listed that McAllister's response was analysed what weakened his position and diminished him as an honourable man at the mercy of his own passion was his constant returning to Christie so he was like oh I really love my wife and I I felt really bad and they were like yeah we know that and you keep saying that but like you also said that you were like felt really bad that she had a miscarriage but you didn't break it off off with this girl you stayed with it you kept and then you kept telling her that obviously this is what he was doing he kept saying I'm gonna leave my wife I'm gonna you know that shit they do I'm gonna leave my wife but this is for the other like this is for Christy yeah so this is her defence yeah Smith seems to have succeeded in persuading the justice the jury and Lord Justice Kelly that Christy was desperate and that she had been treated abominably and misled by the heartless McAllister and it was on June 8th a week after the trial began when Christy left the dock and climbed into the witness stand Ooh. That's a risky thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because you don't know how the fuck that... Because usually they don't let people... No. The court was crowded with sightseers in the press and she described their first meeting when she first joined the school at Aqua Club and their mutual passion. She insisted that she had told... She insisted that he had, that he had often told her that he loved her. And she added that after him her miscarriage, they continued to make love. What the fuck? Smith led to her discuss to Smith led her to discuss the actual murder. He pressed her to respond to the accusation that she had killed Penny, and she replied, "I accept it," oh. but claimed that she remembered nothing of the actual deed, and maintained the p- position throughout the trial and after. She's like, um, my brain just shut down. That yeah. kind of thing. Evidence of her mental state was given by the forensic psycho- psychiatrist William Anderson Norris and he had studied her case thoroughly and examined her twice while she was in Mahaberry Prison or is it Mag... Yeah, it's M-A-G-H-A-B-E-R-R-Y. That's Maha, isn't it? Mahaberry, yeah. His opinion was that her pre- depression was mild and she was pretending and that she... She was pretending that she didn't remember the killings. Of course she was. So he was like, she 100%. lying. 100% she's like. In his summing up, Lord Justice Kelly seemed to favour the defence. He suggested that Christie was also a tragic figure. And that at the time of the killing, she could have been in a condition of diminished responsibility. So the justice was like, she probably was crazy. 
He told the jury that if oh, they... Uh, how many times do you think the justice cheated on his wife? Yeah. yeah. He told the jury that if they accepted the evidence of the psychiatrist for the defence, they should find Christy guilty of manslaughter. So he's like leading what them in. What the fuck? If they accepted the prosecution's psychiatrist evidence, the proper verdict would be murder. Yeah, because she did murder her. She slit her fucking throat. Mm-hmm. After three and a half hours, the jury returned saying they could not reach a unanimous verdict. The judge replied that he would accept a majority one and 30 minutes later, they found her not guilty of murder. That is insane. The judge imposed a five-year sentence which caused uproar in the courtroom because Christy would be free after 18 months. There was a storm of protests in Britain as well as Northern Ireland and the Attorney General's office examined the case and asked the Court of Appeal to review the sentence. The three appeal judges gave the opinions in November 1992 that the senior judge, Lord Chief Justice Sir Brian Hutton, concluded that Christie had a very considerable degree of residual responsibility for the killing that made a sentence of five years unduly lenient. He told her that by majority decision, he and his colleagues intended to increase the length of her sentence from five to nine years. Wow. That'll teach her. Christy was released in December 1995. After slitting a woman's throat from ear to ear. Having, with full remission, served nearly five years. McAllister never visited her in prison and she was dishonourably discharged from the army and he was not. What the fuck? So this woman just literally got away with murder. Is she, is she, have you seen anything about her? Uh, there was something actually, let me just check here. Like, it is one thing to say I attacked someone. It is another thing to take a knife out and slit a person's throat. The whole thing is just like, when I was reading it, I was like, what, all of that shit under the lake and stuff is just rotten. Get a life. Uh, But then on top of that, like, she literally, like, she served five years for murder, like. This is nuts. It's also this thing where I think there's a massive problem in the world of women putting men in pedestals. Like, that's a huge issue. Like, even I see all these TikToks of young girls where they're like, some guy, to some girl talking to my boyfriend and they're standing there holding a knife. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? Like, they're making these TikToks about, like, how they act when a girl, another girl talks oh. to their boyfriend. And the person that's doing standing there with a knife. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? If your boyfriend is talking to another girl and it doesn't make you happy, dump him. Yeah. Like, this crap of being, like, you have to, like fight off other women for tiny dick Darren like what the fuck dump him that is that story is nuts that's so, poor woman Penny's father Desmond Squire described it as a meagre time in prison oh, 100% he hoped that the hideous deed would haunt Christy to her grave and beyond but now far from haunting her she's set to tell about the final moments when she slit Penny's grave yeah, of course she is. so she got out and then, and then was like, I'm going to write a book. And then there was Absolute like... Absolute cunt. There was a made-for-TV movie as well. Um, he said he... So, Penny was the wife of Christie's lover, British Army Captain Duncan McAllister. He said he would never divorce his wife. Uh, so, jealous Christie lured 24-year-old Penny to a forest near Ballynahinch, County Down, in March 1991, and then almost decapitated her with a sharpened paring knife. Uh, there was fresh controversy over a dramatised TV reenactment of the story um, yeah she's like looking for money on the back of it how how would you sleep at night after doing that how would you live with yourself how would you wake up every day and be like I'm perfectly fine with myself and what I've done she's still alive of course she's still alive you can't kill a bad thing Jesus Thank Christ if anyone's uh, thinking about having an affair think about this story Think about this story and don't do it. Uh, also, don't do it because you're gross. Like That's if you just insane. like talk talk to your other half. Just have a wank and go to sleep. Have a wank, crank and go it to sleep. out, go to sleep. You'll be grand in the morning. Yeah, the whole thing is mad, isn't it? I just think the means of how she killed her, like that, the idea of that to me, because whenever you ever watching a movie or a TV show and you know someone's getting their throat slit, I can't look at it. I yeah. have to look away because it's so fucking violent. Like, it's beyond... 
that like that poor poor Penny Jesus Christ like what the fuck she didn't do she was just living she was just existing and this fucking lunatic and that other lunatic she was married to Jesus man anyway don't uh, don't don't do things everybody stop everybody stop have a cup of tea think about what you're going to do have a cup of tea have a cup of tea have some current bread I'm thinking about having a fair have a cup of tea have a cup of tea don't do it. Just have a cup of tea. They're rad. Don't do it. Don't, Jesus don't Christ do it. Almighty. People are mad, aren't they? People are crazy. The world is uh, insane. Everything's crazy. Uh, Megalodon is the best thing about this episode. Megalodon. A Megalodon. I was on a... Did I ever tell you the story about me and Graham on the beach in Spain? No. Me and Graham went to... Where were we? La Mata Beach. La Mata. Oh, La Mata Beach. Where you get the pizza colors on it. Totally different country. Shut up. Um... But uh, anyway, we're on La Mata Beach and I I love swimming in the sea. Yeah. I love it. And, oh Jesus. Emma. That's a knot. Oh, you've no idea. Right Actually, there. after this, if you could rub my leg, I I'd will. appreciate that. Um, anyway, we swam out. Yeah. Swimming out, swimming out. We had the GoPro on. Yeah. And we're like ducking about nowhere. I think I did tell the story on a podcast. Go on. We're fucking about anyway. Making love. 20, Making love. 20, 20 feet. Meters 20 under meters. the ocean. Just like, imagine trying to imagine age Graham. Graham be like, like don't touch me. Graham would have twelve hearts. Yeah, I've got them. Be like, what? Here, here. Still <laughs> <laughs> <It's> under pressure. And <laughs> um, uh, um, so anyway, we're out there, and then Graham said, "What would you do if something touched your leg?" And I was like, Oof. "Oh, you're some dumb cunt." And he was like, "What?" I was like, "I have to go back in now." Yeah. And he was like, all right, okay. So anyway, we're swimming back in with the GoPro on the whole time. <coughs> I've got it on my chest, I believe. And it's on, like, so it's facing down the water yeah. as I'm swimming. And we get back to the sand. And just as we get back, uh, a beach, or uh, a police Oh, you boat did tell me this, yeah. Goes yeah. up and starts to like, get everybody get out, out of water. water. Yeah, so he's like uh, Sheriff and Jaws. Get out of water! Anyway, they're like, get out, get out, get out. Right, so everybody gets out. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Graham's like, I don't know. No one's allowed back in the water. They're going back and forth, back and forth. On the beach, there's a little restaurant that sells like tapas and pizza. Yeah. So I was like, sure, I'll go up there and we'll get like bits for everybody. Yeah. So I walk up and Graham's like a little bit behind me. And as I get up there, the guy that's like serving everybody is like, oh, Megalodon, Megalodon. Megalodon. Right? And I was like to Graham and Graham looked at me and he was like, that means like, there's a shark it's in like, the water. like, that's a fucking prehistoric shark. Yeah. And I was like, what? And he was like, there's a shark in the water. Um, there there was we, when we got home to, like Fuck. so about a little while later the police were like oh it's, it's, it's okay safe to, to go back, back in. in yeah so we got in and then we got home and we had the TV on and I was searching on the news and the TV was like um a shark, shark spotted like a bull shark spotted uh, and it was like a big one it was spotted from the air sharks are terrifying yeah and I was like Graham and he was like let's look at all the war the GoPro footage to see if there's a shark I said Graham I can't look at that I'm just shark now yeah, I'll, I'll never die. get back I'll never get yeah. back in the sea sharks are terrifying like even during the night me and, me and Nikita when we got into the ocean and it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. getting dark like it's just seaweed and shit but it was just like you're still like ah, you know you do that bit when you're swimming you're like ah. yeah, yeah you do because you don't know we're not meant to be in there um, it was the same when I was swimming in Loch Ull, but there's crayfish and big yeah. old trout and stuff yeah. in there that's their home we're invading their Graham home Graham got bit by a little crayfish on his foot no way yeah came out with a rock oh no on. no the sea no I think the sea is beautiful and then also I'm terrified by it in the middle and of the night I don't need to know what weird fish are under there keep them I don't want to know do you ever, did I ever show you this guy who makes the animations actually we should share him on the Instagram he makes these like really oh I sent this to you the guy makes the cra- the really terrifying fucking weird ass like animations can't sleep or something yeah like that? I, I sent that to you I think I actually put it up I'll put it up again I put it up but Keelan I sent him fucking to Keelan terrifying. Then, and Keelan was like like he's amazing he is amazing he's incredibly talented like it's nuts I don't know why he doesn't have like 70 bajillion followers on Instagram to be honest with you um, like us we're so popular um, is Hades in the window? I don't know where Hades is. Oh, he's left. He he's said gone. he was saying, he's like he's had enough. He said he's had enough. Had enough of this shit. Had enough of you coming over here telling stories till eleven o'clock at night. I've had enough. I need to have a shower tonight, and I'm just—it's not happening. Well, I leave now, so you can. No, you will not. It's not happening anyway. It wasn't going to fucking happen. Hey. I'll have one in the morning. Oh, I'm starved. I'm a smelly bitch, though. Oh, okay. Lucky. I'm a smelly bitch. I'm a smelly bitch. We will if we find the videos, we'll put them up on Instagram. They're very cool. They're absolutely terrifying, but they're amazing. Um, 
There is a, um, a manga or an anime that he bases them all on that I can't remember the name of now, but it's the giant... Anime nerds will know it's the giant people. No, that, I think we're talking about different people. Oh, maybe we are. This guy makes like terrifying videos. Yeah, but a lot of his videos... Have you seen the ones where there's giant people walking around in the background? Well, there's also the one where he has like just people floating out the window. Yeah, that's the same guy. But there's a, a lot of his videos are based on this anime or manga that I can't call him would know. Uh, but it's if anybody knows it's these the manga with the giant people that I can't remember the name of it's a lot of his stuff is based on that and it's for the guys with the smiley faces yeah yeah um, that's obviously not manga I can't remember the name of it because I'm not a fucking nerd anyway everybody have the best week don't Enjoy comment week. on people's bodies uh, wear, a mask. wear a mask eat indoors if you can eat indoors tell us about your experience eating indoors I'm sure it was wonderful and you had a great time and we're all going to be vaccinated and things will get back to relative normality. We hope. We hope. Everything will be fine. Hey. Uh, also, me and Sarah Jane recorded this episode all by herself. So if anything has gone wrong, I apologise. No, here's what I'd like to say. This is why we're different human beings and why we work well together. Go on. Because you were in your head, in my head, you were like, hey, we recorded this all by ourselves. And in my head, I went, yeah, so we don't need Colin anymore. <laughs> Colin? You're and you were like oh if it's not it doesn't work we're really sorry I was like that's it Colin you're out Colin is unemployed we've done it but um, we, have to, we can't edit it without you Colin no we can't Colin I take it back you take, you take back uh, my ear is ringing oh okay have a lovely week everybody bye oh I'm getting up I'm getting up oh Jesus Mary hello hey fever old chum you and your smelly drip have come You wake me up and I am sneezing I go to bed and I am wheezing And with my sinuses blocked And pressing against my brain I curse your name To the sound of sniffles when, when we must record a show Our blocked up noses we must blow Mucus dripping like a leaky sink There on the bag is what our listeners think And now I sound like a doctor And I'm coughing up a fucking lung This isn't fun it's just the sound of sniffles. And on the 15th of December, 1980, Janine O'Shaughnessy was... Uh, Janine, a tissue or something, all right. No, I'm fine, dude. 